Today is the 17th of February, 2022. Now is the time to train our minds, to train our minds in mindfulness, to bring our minds to stability, to samadhi, to collectedness, in order to give rise to wisdom. So today, all day long, and many days we receive very many sense impressions that go into the mind from the eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body, and the mind. And these outer sense objects for each respective sense contact the inner sense base. And when the outer sense object contacts the the inner sense base, then this we call pasa, contact. And this gives rise to vedana, or feeling, which then gives rise to craving, or tanha, which then gives rise to attachment, upadana, and then to becoming and birth. So we see that these things all arise from a cause. So when we practice vipassana, clear seeing, we practice to see this process clearly, to see that when the outer sense objects contact their respective base, feeling arises. We have liking and disliking with regard to these feelings. So we practice to have mindfulness to know this as it arises, and to contemplate this as it happens, to contemplate that these things are based on causes, happen based on causes. But really there's nothing true or lasting in that causal process. In truth, there's nothing there. But the mind that lacks wisdom will cling to this process as a me, a mine, as a self, and think that that's true, that it really is a self. But if we see it just as a natural process, see it according to reality, we see that it's not self. It's phenomena arising based on causes. For instance, we can take the example of the eye. The eye has contact with light and outer visual forms. And this gives rise to the experience of seeing. But if the physical eye isn't working, then even if there's light and there's visible forms, then we won't see them or we won't see them clearly. The feeling of seeing something won't arise in this case. Or we might have a functioning eye and there's light, but there's no visible forms, there's no objects to see. And so we don't give rise to the experience of seeing. Or our eye is working well and there's visible objects, but there's no light. And so we don't have the experience of seeing either in this case. And this is because in each of these three cases, the causes are not complete. But when the causes are complete with the eye, the light and a visible object and having the intention then we give rise to the experience of seeing and we feel that this experience of seeing is self is me and mine we feel that I'm the one who sees and when we like or dislike whatever we see that experience of liking and disliking is also self is also me and mine so may you contemplate this point contemplate this process as impermanent. 
And whether we like or dislike these visual forms, if our mindfulness is good, we see that the experience, this experience of seeing, lasts only a short time. And it is just as it is. Seeing is just seeing. But if mindfulness and wisdom is not sufficient, then we feel like we really like what we see, or we really dislike what we see. This is the mind following the defilements, following the kilesas. This is the mind that's not seeing the Dhamma, not seeing the truth of the way things are. Lumpucha taught to see this process clearly. If one has well-established mindfulness and samadhi, the mind is stable, and upajara samadhi, and the body and mind feel light, then we can see this clearly. This is because mindfulness and samadhi are ready. In this, in this way we give rise to wisdom, and the mind realizes purity one step at a time, bit by bit. So we have mindfulness, we have samadhi, we have effort, and we set our hearts firmly in this Dhamma practice. This is an aspect of doing goodness, doing kusala to its completeness. And this doing of goodness completely has incredible great value in our lives. And we see that having been born into this world, we might have everything on the outer level, have money, have wealth, have family, and friends, and so on, and we feel that we have pleasure and happiness. But if our mindfulness and samadhi isn't well established, we become separated from these things. This gives rise to the experience of suffering, of dukkha. And this dukkha is one of the noble truths that we've just listened to in the Dhamma Chakapawatana Sutta, the discourse on turning the wheel of Dhamma. And if we're with someone that we don't like, this is also suffering. And if we don't get what we want, this is also suffering. So therefore, we practice to have effort to realize the paths and fruits of Nibbana in order to cut off the kilesas in the present moment. We cultivate loving kindness, compassion, virtue, restraint in body, speech, and mind in order to abandon the defilements, to see the truth of reality clearly to see the Dhamma. In this way we see the Buddha. This is the training of our hearts in order to see the Dhamma. And we gradually see everything in the world, it's all empty. The eye sees a form, there's eye consciousness. That consciousness, consciousness is not self. The physical form that one sees is not self. And we, if we separate out the component parts of these visible forms on the outer level, we see there's color, there's size, there's the amount of radiance, and so on. And we see that this is all just a process of nature. In truth, there's not anything there. But we think that there's something there because of the proliferation in our own minds. But in truth, it's just nature. It degrades according to causes and conditions, and this is normal. And there's outer forms and inner forms. The inner form we call the body. 
the body has weight, you feel as the earth element, that which is heavy. And if we take all the earth element in the whole world, then it's something that's extremely heavy. But we don't feel that it's heavy. We only feel that our bodies are heavy because of clinging, because we cling to them as self. But in truth, they're just a heap of natural elements. For instance, let's say that we have a house and someone enters into that house and stays there for a very long time. They stay there for so long that they think that it's their own house. They forget. It's the same with these bodies of ours. They're composed of natural elements, but our minds use them and then cling to them as self. The mind clings to the body as me and mine. And we see that these bodies depend on the four elements to be sustained. For instance, if the breath ceases, then it takes no long time at all for the body to collapse right there. And we see at this point that all the wealth, all the material wealth that we have in the world, we see, well, does all this wealth and money, is it of more value than the breath? because when the breath ceases, we have nothing left at all. When we have no breath, we can't buy anything. So we see that this is how nature is. The four elements are just this way. They degrade according to nature. Or we can look at the water element. If the water element floods into our lungs or into our heart, then it's very difficult to live and we likely die. And we see that these kilesas, these defilements of sensual craving, craving for existence, craving to not exist, these types of craving flood our hearts and minds. And whatever floods there are in the outer level, they're not capable of making our hearts suffer. But if we feel that we don't have enough, we want more and more, we want a lot, and this is a cause for our minds to suffer. So we practice and train our hearts to see the drawbacks in this way. We see that we don't want suffering because we feel that this suffering is ours, is, our, is self. But because we have this sense of self, then we take this experience of suffering to be self. But if we realize no self, then this experience of dukkha is just something that belongs to nature. It's a feeling that arises, stays for a little while, and ceases. So this training of the mind is something important. We have the very great good fortune to meet with the teachings of the Buddha, the teachings that the Buddha taught, and the heart of the Buddha's teachings to cut off unwholesomeness, to do that which is wholesome, to purify the mind. And it's not easy for these teachings to arise in the world. And when the Buddha gave the Awada Padimokha, everyone, all the monks who gathered there were all arahants already. They were all individuals who had completely abandoned the kilesas in their minds. And so there was no need to teach them. But when the Buddha taught, then this give rose about 
fullness and rapture and happiness in the hearts of these monks to hear the Dhamma from the Buddha. This is a miracle. And the Buddha taught this teaching for the sake of all beings. This is the heart of the Buddha Sasana, to abandon that which is unwholesome, to do that which is wholesome, to purify the mind. All the teachings of the Buddha gather right there. And to make the mind pure, we follow the path of sila, samadhi, and panya, virtue, collectedness, and wisdom. We practice and train in this path. And to do kusala, to do goodness completely, we do sila, we do virtue, we do goodness like samadhi, mindfulness, effort, making our hearts firm and stable. These are all types of goodness. And so we try to do goodness of every type. We have effort in this. Try to do it a lot, cultivate a lot. And this unwholesomeness or bhapa, it's something that's hot. We practice to cut off this unwholesomeness, to abandon it. For instance, we know that food that's gone bad, food that's poisonous, we don't eat it. Or a house that's very dirty, we don't want to live there. Or the area around a house, if it's dirty, we don't want to live there. This is like unwholesomeness. We can compare that area to that which is unwholesome, that which is dirty. And then when we clean it, we make it nice and clean, then we want to live there, we want to be there. So this is cutting off, this is abandoning that which is unwholesome and doing that which is wholesome. And when we do that which is wholesome, we feel rapture, fullness in our minds. So we try to do this, to walk the path of sila, samadhi, and panya. And this is the Four Noble Truths, to make our minds pure. Cutting off the kilesas, this is making the mind pure. And when the kilesas win, then our hearts feel sad and low. And this is a lack of goodness arising. So we practice to have restraint in our body, speech, and mind, to have mindfulness to watch over and care for our hearts, to see everything as not-self, as anatta, and to do goodness to its completeness. So may you all set your hearts on this.